Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan! Right now, plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money, and according to a recent Northwestern Mutual study, close to half of the respondents said that the lack of retirement savings was responsible for their financial instability. Now, we're going to dive into the particulars of that, and also, what do people think about advice and who they're getting it from? And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money. With your host, Mark Geals. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do. A place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everyone. This is Mark on Money with Mark Yields. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, Mark, certified financial planner, an independent fiduciary, 30-plus years of experience. You'll find him today at EFS Wealth Management. That's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Um, hey, Mark, uh, how are you? I'm good. So, you know, yeah, go ahead. One of, the things, one of the things, we have all these surveys now and all this information. Right. And, you know, back in the day when, and this was, you know, quite a few years ago. So this kind of dated me or does date me, I should say. But I used to teach a, a nine hour financial course um, at corporations, um, colleges and so forth. And one of the one of the things that we talked about was information overload. Now, that was back in the middle 90s information overload oh because man you, because there's a lot of information tv media internet was just at the forefront of that so if we had information overload 30 years ago what do we have today you know yeah boy I um, mean, information exploding <laughs> yeah it's it's actually to the point where the information you don't even know whether it's the information you should even use anymore and there's just so much of it out there. How do you filter through all that information? Well, that's a good and question. I think that has I think that has become a problem where, you know, if you have too much stuff being bombarded to you, um, it's like, you know, the study where you have, you know, 
a dog that you put a shock collar on it. And if you continue to shock the dog, you know, it'll correct its behavior in the beginning. But if you continue to shock it, the dog just gives up and just lays there and does nothing. Right. And I think that's 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 kind of, I think, in a lot of cases, what I've seen happen to people is that there's so much information, so much data thrown at them, so many different things that they, you know, so many different paths that they could go that they just end up doing nothing. They're right. Just like, they just know, shut down. Yeah. They just give up. It's like, well, I don't even know what to do because everybody's saying one thing and all this stuff is going on and the news is saying this and the media is saying this and my friends are saying this and this article says that and, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Sure. So and how so, do we wade through it all, Mark? Well, I think... And this is kind of this is kind of interesting. The survey that Northwestern Mutual gave, because Americans say that their planning needs need improvement, and that a financial advisor boasts confidence, yet only about a third work with one. <laughs> so what's wrong with this picture? You know, so that's that's crazy, right? It is crazy. So if if the if the survey says that hey by working with a financial advisor I feel more confident I feel better about my situation then why wouldn't you go do that because that's what the statistics show you know statistics also show Vanguard has a study out that says that investors that work with a financial advisor as a whole make more money their returns are significantly more I mean we're not just talking a half a percent we're talking you know, two, three percent more than what the average investor earns. And it, again, it's it's very similar to a professional athlete. So you show me a professional athlete that is successful that does not have a coach. Right? Right. You can't find one. Nope, you're not going to find one. In fact, they all have one. They always had one. Probably more than multiple one. coaches. Yes, you know, and because they understand that in order to reach the top echelon, they need to focus on specifics and help have someone help them fine tune what they need help on, what their deficiencies are, pointing out their deficiencies and coming up with a path and a game plan to improve those efficiencies. And right. you can always improve, right? Always. Yep. You know, even, what do they say? You don't need to improve 10%. You just need to improve 1%, you know, and that makes up a significant difference. Sure it does. You don't have to change 100%. You just have to take baby steps and change a little bit. And a little bit of change makes a big difference down the road. And one of the ways that you can find out is to sit down with you and see, you know, see how much sense it does make to work with an advisor. Right. And, you know, we offer, you know, a no cost, no obligation um, visit, either in person or virtually, just kind of learn about what your situation is. And one of the things that I promise to people is let me hear what your situation is. Let me hear what you're going through. Um, tell me what you would like to get accomplished. And if I can't help you or you are already in a good place where you're at, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? You, you know, you know, and I've said this before. You know, hey, you're with this advisor. Are they perfect? No, but you're happy with them. Are they doing a decent job for you? Yes. 
could I improve your situation? Probably, but it'd be marginal. And so I could do a few things differently that may benefit you, um, but it's not going to be significant. And so my mantra has always been, if I can't make a significant difference to someone versus where they're currently at, I don't want to bring those people on as a client because I'm not going to you know, be able to change their lives in a significant way. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and so I'll tell them that. Just like, hey, this is where you're at. Or I'll say, hey, you know what? I think we can make a big difference in your lives if you follow what I think the path should be for you, um, you know, in terms of planning, whether it's tax planning, estate planning, just simply coming up with an investment structure, retirement planning, whatever it is, um, you know, if I can make a significant difference, I'm going to let them know that too. Absolutely. And, and again, it's all it takes is that opportunity to just come on and sit down. And, and you know, you talk about statistics, Mark, and, and boy, there are a bunch of them from this survey or this study that uh, that uh, Northwestern Mutual did. Now, there are, I mean, that's one of the biggest insurance companies out there, isn't it? Right. And, and one of the takeaways is, is that um, folks working with a financial professional are more confident about their future. Now, one of the things I think we have to define, and we're going to do that maybe maybe next time, um, but we're going to talk about how do you know if you're working with a true financial professional who is looking out for your best interests? And, you know, what are, what are their qualifications that you need to look for? What are the questions that you need to ask that individual because if you're going to work with somebody, you want to know that they're a good fit for you and they have the education and the experience to give you the best advice. You know, you would not want to go to a doctor um, or let's, let's put it this way. Um, let's say, you know, you went to go see somebody and they says, well, yeah, hey, you know what, we're going to help you. We're going to you're going to meet with a health advisor today. And you're like, OK. And uh, so you go meet with a health advisor. It's like, well, you know, what's your background? Where'd you go to medical school? Oh, I didn't go to medical school. I'm just a health advisor. I know a lot about health. You know, I've done a lot of research. You know, I've, I've been doing this for two years now. You know, I, I think I can give you some good advice on your, I mean, really? Would, <laughs> would you go to someone who was a, was a non-certified um, person in the healthcare industry to get advice about your health? No. <laughs> the short answer. So we're going to no. talk about, you know, there's a lot of designations. There's a lot of different paths. There's a lot of different experienced professionals out there. We're going to talk all about that, you know, on another show about how do you differentiate one person who says that they will give you advice on your money from another one. Right. All right. Yep. Well, I look forward to that. That will be a great show. And and uh, just to continue the theme here, we're we're sort of touching on some of that stuff here, Mark, with the you know with this with this study done by the the big insurance Northwestern Mutual. Um. So that sixty seven percent say uh, they think the uh, we're going to head into a recession. Um. Where do you fall on that one? Well, you know, we're not in a recession yet until um we're not heading into one probably until I get a phone call from the uh, local news asking me <laughs> what should people do about the economy and why everything is so bad and 
So I, I don't think we're there yet because they're usually the best indicators of that. <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. Um, and you know what the difference between a recession and a depression is? Go ahead. A recession is when you lose your job. Right. Right? Or no, sorry. A recession is when your neighbor loses their job. Yes. Right? A depression is is when you lose your job, That's too. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a big difference. Big, big difference. And so, you know, I don't know. And typically, um, when you look at market returns, market performance, um, and, it, it, and an interesting thing was um, – <clears throat> I had I saw an ad, and and it was kind of funny because I was cleaning out some of my old stuff in my office, and it was an ad that I posted 30 years ago, and it talked about so this had to be yeah, 1994, okay. 95, somewhere in that range, and uh, it was a picture of a person carrying a briefcase, wearing you know some business clothes, and a big wind gust, and they're ties blowing away and their stuff's blowing away and it's <clears throat> and the illustration was it's a tur it's turbulent times you know what do you do during these turbulent times how do you plan and so forth and so on and it's the same old story um that it was 30 years ago today and the advice uh is pretty much the same um it's kind of interesting i have been interviewed by the media several times and those articles are all out there for you to go look look at mm -hmm. um if you go to sioux city journal um and type my name in you'll find the articles that are there and one of the most interesting ones was i i was just visiting with someone from the journal uh, who had interviewed me 30 not 30 years ago but it was march of 2009 and uh so i actually had the article you know because i save them all sure and uh Look, and I was reading it, and uh, it's just like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I'd say today. You know, maybe not in exactly the same words or the same context, but the advice is exactly the same. Wow. Um, so there wasn't any difference, and I, and I think the advice that that was there in '95 or whatever is still exactly the same. And so if we are going into recession, and once they announce that we are in a recession. That's probably the bottom of the stock market because right. stocks typically hit the low when we're in a recession. That's what I mean. And, that's what I was going to say to you. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. It's after the fact, and you look back and it's like, oh, things were really bad then, you know, and and you know the sky is falling, and now we're in a recession, and you know prices are, you know, gas prices are plummeting because demand is down, and you know Federal Reserve starts cutting interest rates because now the economy is slowing down, and you know all all those things and. You know, it's it's again goes back to Warren Buffett and his famous statement, which is what I ask people when they come into the office, which is the purpose of your money should align exactly with where it's invested. So, again, I always ask people, what's the purpose of all of your dollars? Because sure. the purpose should line up with what the, per you know, your investments, where they're invested should line up with what the purpose of that money is. Right. Right. Um, and so the first thing is to try to define what your purpose is. What What is the purpose of these dollars? And then who are you? And then, of course, we talk about all of the all of the behavior that goes around with money and emotions that go around in money with money and and making those those decisions. And so that's why I think a lot of these people feel better when they have a financial advisor, because we're not just people that give advice on money. 
we're part, you know, emotional counselors. You know, whether you're going through something with your kids or whether you're worried about your health, you know, or whatever, you're worried about just life in general, we're there to listen. And so, you know, we're in some instances probably, you know, cheap counselors, you know. Well, you, you do find to. yourself doing that at times, don't you? <laughs> we do. And uh, it's part of the enjoyment, you know, it's part of the enjoying part, really, of job because you do get to know people on a very intimate, personal basis. Right. Yep. And so let's go through some of these these takeaways from this survey. Sure. Um, because I thought it was it was um, kind of interesting. Sure. So one of one of the one of the things that people said that you know individuals who work with an advisor, eighty percent of those people said that my financial plan incorporates the possibility of emergencies. You know. Mm-hmm. So what I would say. The certainty of uncertainty, because that's one of the things that we strive to do when we do planning for you is plan for the uncertainties that may arise. So people that work with an advisor, 80% of them said, hey, I I feel pretty good that we've planned for uncertainties. Mm -hmm. People who don't, they say, "Eh, I don't know. 50% of them said, yeah, our our money is set up for uncertainties. The other 50% said not. I mean, but that, that's wow. a pretty significant difference. Oh my you know, gosh! That's, yeah, that's over a third more people said that they were they were, you know, set up for uh, emergencies. And we and talk then, about that emergency fund all the time, right? And then and then the next one is that eighty percent of people that work with an advisor said they have enough money for retirement, and just a little bit more than half of people that don't work with an advisor said they have enough money for retirement. Not a lot of confidence there. So again, I and I and I think we we see that when people come in our office that um and even people that have other advisors because they might not tell them specifically do they have enough money for retirement? Do they have enough money to draw income off of, you know, whether that is $5,000 a month or $30,000 a month because it's all relative. Yeah, right. You know? It doesn't matter whether you're spending five thousand a month or thirty thousand dollars a month. You want to spend the money that you have accumulated and know that you have enough that you're not going to run out during retirement. And so, only half of those people answer the question that, "Yeah, I think I have enough money." Whereas with advisors, eighty percent of the people say, "Yeah, I feel pretty confident that we have enough money." Wow. I mean, again, it just it just makes so much sense. What all the more reason to sit down with an advisor, if for nothing else, just to see. I mean, see where you fall and and listen to what you're saying. Right. And so, and also people that work with advisors. So here's another one. The question was, I have achieved or will achieve long-term financial security. Less than half of people that don't have an advisor answered that question. So they said, yeah, less than half said, I don't know if we'll achieve financial security. Whereas three-quarters of people who have an advisor said, yes, I believe we either have achieved financial security or we will achieve financial security. And, you know, this survey may be a little bit skewed because, you know, I think that one of the one of the issues I think that people have, and, and I've seen this, and, and it's not something that you should feel embarrassed about and not seek advice is that people don't think they have enough money to go see a financial advisor. 
Great and, point. And I think that is a fallacy um, because there are financial advisors, obviously, that have account minimums. And if you don't have X amount of dollars, they're just not going to service you. But there are other financial advisors um, that don't have account minimums that will give you advice, that will take you on as clients, either for a fee basis or just simply because that's what they do and uh, because that is what their passion is, is helping people. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. And so so I see that, that people fail to seek financial advice because they think they don't have enough money to get that financial advice. But, you know, if you look at this survey and the people that have advisors have achieved financial advice, well, maybe it's because they went out and saw an advisor and now they've succeeded. Maybe so. <laughs> so if you want to succeed, maybe the, the, the end result of this survey should be it doesn't matter how much money you have. You should go seek financial advice. Get some get someone to to, you know, make sure you're on the right track. And I think, you know, one of the things that is probably the most um beneficial i would say to having a financial advisor is finding one who is going to be a pain in your rear right in other words he's going to pester you to do things that you know you should do but you just haven't done yet because that i think also is another reason why people who um you know feel better about their money is because they they have done things and one of the jobs that we have in our industry, at least that one of the jobs that we take, is making sure that, yes, we've planned for the certainty of uncertainty, meaning we've talked about all the contingency planning that needs to be done. And even and, and you might not like to do it, but we continue to pester you. You know, have you seen the attorney yet? Do you have your powers of attorney? Do you have your, um, you know, revocable trusts? Have you, you know thought about X, Y, and Z? Have you planned for extended care and health care expenses? And where are we going to pay for that? How that, how, you know, all those different things, you know, and it's something that takes time. And right. without somebody pestering you, why, why do you really want to do it? I mean, it's not fun stuff, right? Not really. I mean, it's, it's just important. not. No. Yeah, it's important, but it's, it's not as fun as planning, you know, a trip to, you know, Fort Myers in the middle of the, uh, February or something right. like that. Of course. You know, people spend more time planning their vacations than they do planning their finances. That hasn't changed. That's still the same statistic as as what it was 30 years ago. Right. So find somebody that, that is going to give you good advice that will work with you and, and spend some time to help you get your things accomplished. That's what I will leave you with. Um, and, you know, anything else you want to add here, Steve, or anything else we didn't talk about or maybe some things that you can point out that I forgot about? Well, um, again, I think, uh, you know, we talk about Social Security fairly often. And, and again, from the study, Social Security will be there when I need it. Those working with an advisor, 66 percent. Without, only 49 percent. And again, I think that just goes to what you do so well, and that's educate. Right. And I, and I still hear it today. You know, talk about information overload. Oh. There's a ton of information out there about Social Security, but I still hear the same things, that Social Security is going to go broke, you know, it's not going to be there, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's just not true. It's it's not factual. It's actually a a, a total distortion of 
the of reality of what Social Security is. And yeah, I think people that work with an advisor, you know, bring up that point that, hey, no, and, and we incorporate that plan into Social Security. And we've talked about Social Security a lot of course. on this of course. show. Um, but yeah, it's it's about misperceptions and, and wading through all of that information that's out there to source what actually is is good information. Sure. Well, and again, you can't rely on the Social Security Administration to tell you anything because they can't. Right. Yeah, they can't. So you've got to either learn it on your own by, you know, doing all the reading from everybody else or, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's a big deal. It's no question about it. And um, well, I'm sure we'll talk about Social Security again. I am sure. Know, because well, because the trust, the trust fund is going to be short of being able to pay benefits starting in 2033 or 2034. Right. Um, so there's going to be some changes that are made to Social Security. Um, but, you know, we'll get through that. But it's not going to go away. You know, no. it it might look different. Um, but again, it's you have to understand how that that whole program works. Well, so there you again, go. Get me out on a tangent. Talk about. <laughs> All right, I like it. We could we could go yeah. down that social security path. It could it could go. It could be fun. We could do yeah. We could do a whole show on social security or two or three. Yes. You know, depending upon how we wanted to focus. Right. Yep. Well, but let's that's do all that I've down got. the line. All right, Mark. Well, and again, I look forward to uh, our next visit where we're going to talk a little bit more about who's doing what and, and how they got there. Right. And so questions, call me. If you want to talk to me, you want me to look at your situation, see where, I, where we can help. Um, 712-224-4651 or email me at mark at efs, the number four, the letter u.com. And until then, stay safe. Until next time, wish you all well. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651 or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.